you talking about boxing? Just absolutely boxing. You talking about boxing? Just absolutely boxing. all right y'all what's going on welcome back to just absolutely boxing podcast this is episode 47 my name is ant it's your boy boxing p we are back today to talk about last weekend, this past weekend's fights. Uh, we want to talk about the Bruno Vargas car, but um, hey man, let's, let's first jump on that Amir Khan and Phil Greco fight, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's, we saw the fight, man. It was it, it was forty, it was a forty second knockout for Amir Khan. Um, but is, is there really any other questions for that that you know this fight leaves open, man? Is it really like? Is he back, man? Can we really say that? Negative. negative. Exactly. <laughs> um, like you, you hit it on the head the other day, and yeah, I mean, against that type of opposition, yeah. But I mean, you start getting into the likes of the one forty sevens, the Sean Porter's, the Earl Spencer's, the you know, list goes on and on. A, a, a super dangerous fights for a guy like Amir Khan, because Amir Khan. I ain't sure how old he is, but he's still old in boxing times. You know what I'm saying? He's been around for a while. You know, these guys are fresh on the scene right now. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he got that Brettis Prescott, you know, fight from 10 years ago, but that's that was a brutal knockout early in his career, you know, and then went on to get a few more after that. So it's just like, you're an older guy. You definitely suffered a, a, a few brutal KOs. I mean, you know, how much more? How much more do you got? I mean, the one thing, yeah, go ahead and you and Cal Brook, go ahead and give the fans what they've been wanting to see for a long time, and then cash out. Yeah, that's you how know? I feel, man. Because like, like back real quick, back to what you were saying about boxing age. Um, not only the training and just the you know taking a few punches, but getting knocked out take years off too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you can have the regular lifespan of a boxer, but the more and more you get knocked out, that's taking maybe, who knows, maybe taking a year or two off your career, you know? Right. And like I say, he got a couple brutal ones, and not just exactly. stop. I mean, a couple brutal. That, that press got early in your career. That was brutal, you know? Uh, Canelo, brutal. Who else? Garcia did. Danny Garcia. Garcia. Danny Garcia. You know, KO. I mean, those were those were brutal knockouts, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why it's like, who knows what, how many years he had left that Canelo one? I think that put him in like the negative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that alone, you know, Canelo's power probably equal like five of them welterweights or something. You know, and it just like it, it just I just felt that was a fight that took years off of him. And going into this one, I was just like, it, it really had me thinking. It really had me like more feeling like a danger for him. You know what I mean? Like I don't care the caliber of opponent, like A, B, or C. I always feel like when Khan gets in there, if he can't get you out of there, he's in, and he tries to make it twelve rounds. You know, he's always in danger of getting knocked out. You know? Yeah. 
You know, oh, yeah. every fight is in danger of getting knocked out. But we, when we talk about him, we mean getting touched. You know, yeah. Any any simple punch can put him down. And um, same thing I said with Kell Brook with Amir Khan. If if he chose to fight on this level of fighters, I think that's cool. But you know, the risk factor is still there. You know, for him, you know, it, it, he's he's not like Kell Brook though in the same sense. Like Kell Brook, yeah, he got damaged, but. I think he can take a punch better at this level against, oh, yeah. this, against this type definitely. of opposition, you know? Definitely. I mean, he been stopped, but we know he got a chin. You know, Khan been short-circuited. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, man, it's, it's not really it's not really a good look for um, Amir Khan, you know? I mean, that was a good performance. He came out, jumped right on him, but that's like his only chance in any fight right now is, you know, trying to get the guy out of there early. Because, mm-hmm. you, hey, you know, like, you know, we were saying he's uh, getting old in boxing as far as, you know, getting knocked out, you know, taking them years off. But he showed some good hand speed, didn't he? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Speed was still there. Definitely was 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 fast. You know, yeah. But the crazy thing is, um, a lot of hardcore fans thought he was going to be the one getting killed in forty seconds for real. You know, I mean, that's that's what I think. Like, why the story is buzzing the way it did? Because it's just like it's just, you know, forty seconds. You definitely would have thought it was. You know, a Khan, but it was the other dude. But the other dude, Greco, I didn't know a whole lot about him either so it's like you know what I mean and back to something you said too Ant like Amir Khan you know he could stay fighting these level of guys but the 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 the, the, the fact the danger factor is still there you're right and at least right now everybody who knocked him out was like a top 10 fighter so you start dancing around with these guys it, it really damages your resume. You know what I'm saying? Once you start, you know, going down to the lower tier guys and getting knocked out. You know what I mean? Because that danger is still there. Yeah. So it's kind of like it'd be better just to ride off in the sunset at this point. Yeah. I mean, in my in my opinion, if he got money, he should be good from the UK. You know, just ride off into the sunset. Because like I said, all his KOs are, you know, from top opposition. You know, and you might just want to leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that make a lot of sense to me now. I look at it like that, because yeah, I was thinking if he wanted to keep fighting, just do what he do, but it's still there. You know, <laughs> respect, you it's know, if Kill Brook one. Like I said, if Kill Brook wanted to, he can because his chin ain't like his. Son. Exactly. When people look at Khan getting knocked out like that, they're going to be thinking, "Man, you you in there with these little sideshow fights, and now you just turning into a you just messing your resume up." You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would think so. I mean, now if he had, if he needed the money, then you got to do what you got to do. But I mean, I never, he never really seemed like he was. I don't know though. He was begging Floyd for that for that Floyd fight. I don't know what you think, and financially, he should be good. He should be good, man. I, I, I think he's kind of in that situation. You know, there was a time he could have been like AJ. I felt, you know, I, I think there was a time he could have been like AJ over there. But uh, I don't think he's not. He shouldn't be sitting. He shouldn't be struggling, man. Yeah. You know, I feel like he could still get some money somewhere just because, you know, he's kind of got that face of UK boxing as well, you know. But but even over the years, you don't think he accumulated accumulated wealth? You don't, I mean. Um, 
it's hard to say, man. He was with that 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 one girl, you know. I don't know if she was taking the money from him or what, you know. Model chick or whatever, or something. Yeah. She, she was something. She was something. Model or something. Yeah, some type of model, you know. That's what I'm. You know, I don't know if like he had money tied up in her or something like that, but yeah, you never know, Aunt. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean, the money was made. If it stayed, we don't know. You know right. what I'm saying? But, but for him now, I, I think, yeah. Um, if he wanted to fight, let, let's just get this uh, Kell Brook fight over, you know, by sometime into this year, man. Both of them cash out. Cash out. Ain't nothing left for him, man. So uh, the other fight uh, that played on Showtime, it was on well, YouTube, Showtime's YouTube channel, man. Uh, Carl Frampton and Nito Donaire, man. Uh, what can you say about Nodito Denaire at this point, man? Um, you know, like we just said a couple of minutes ago, we had a little precursor to this conversation. But, um, I mean, of course, he, his, his days as a top fighter are done. You know, he put on a game performance, hurt Frampton a couple times, but it's just like, I mean, he's 35, you know, and um, he's been in wars. You know, and he and he's he's an older fighter, and you know we going back to the Vic Duchenny and era, and all, you know two thousands. He 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 was around. This two thousand eighteen now, so it's just a whole new era, man. And these guys, you know, that that are getting up in age. I know it's hard to do. We say it like it's nothing, and I know it's hard to lay it down, but mm-hmm. it's even laid down the easy way, the hard way. And um, you know, like I said, I, I thought it, it it wasn't a, a terrible performance by. Uh, Donaire, but you can see the damage in his face, you know, and you're getting older and you're taking this damage. I mean, it's just it, it just come to that to that to that time, man. You know, yeah, she, uh, she thought about the fight. Uh, well, you know, Donaire, like, like you said, he, he's never been the type of guy to really lay down. I mean, the time he did get knocked out was by somebody with heart, with, you know, with power, like, uh, you know, Nicholas Walters, you know. And um, I think, yeah, man, like going back to all them fights he had, like against Archini and them wars like that, mm-hmm. I think somewhere along the line, not like Khan, but his years were taken off too just by taking a, all that punishment. Uh, those hard fights, yeah. You know, Rigging Diao, the Waters fight, you know, the Darchenians. I mean, I mean, he was just, he was active during, during those years, man. He was, in, he was in a lot of fights. And like yeah. you said, we know he got the heart of a line. He ain't. He's not a quitter. You know that's why I was like such a big thing when um, Waters did stop him because it's like we we had never seen that before. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So, um, but you know, no no fighter can defeat for all the time, man. And it's just it's just the way it goes, man. It's you know. Yeah, because in this fight, to me, it was like his. Uh... The thing that was going with him wasn't exactly his like legs or his stamina. It was just kind of that that one thing that fighters start to lose is that timing. You know, whenever you, yeah. whenever your mind is already thinking about the punch, but your you know your hands aren't you know letting it letting go. You know, absolutely. You know, and um, your mind saying you still got it, but your hands are not not reacting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Reacting to it, and you know, Frampton, we know he's still game because I think he still got some things to prove. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Frampton, you know, he's no he's no slouch. He's never been a slouch. You know, I like his style. And, mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I mean, he's a younger guy. And what he he may be what, thirty, something like that, maybe. 
I think so. Um, but yeah, cause yeah, he's uh, I definitely got. Let me let me let me double check here, man. I want to say he's yeah, thirty one, thirty one, thirty one. He's kind of you know, like versus cons thirty one. He's a fresh at thirty one because he ain't been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, man. Like I said, he still got years ahead of him. But somebody like Donaire, they've already kind of given their all at an earlier age, you know. Right. And when you give you all at that earlier age, you know, like we said, that takes years off of you. But um, for him, I think Donaire, he's a smart guy. I think he could be going to training or something, you know. Yeah, that's why I think it's next for him. What do you What do you think about uh Frampton, man? Um. I just like to. I, I would like to see him just keep mixing it up, you know, with 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 some of the some of some of the guys at that weight class. I mean, the um, Santa Cruz loss kind of took a little steam off of him, but I mean, he still. I I, I I still like him. He's still he's still a good fight. I mean, I took took a little steam off of him as far as you know the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it was a fluke, but you know he couldn't do it. Again, and uh, Santa Cruz kind of made the second one look a little, little, little easier. Um, it kind of helped me put him, <laughs> you know, in, in his right ranking or whatever. But he, right. he, he, he's still a solid guy for sure. Yeah, uh, you know who I like to see him in there with now? Let's see if he take that fight against uh, Rigo. If Rigo ever come back, man. <sighs> Aunt, why you had to bring that up, man? <laughs> I had to look, man. I had to. I mean, I mean, I mean it's the it's thing awesome. about it, it's a beautiful fight, but it's just like the last memory of this dude. I'm still, I'm still scarred by that crap, dude. I really am. I ain't gonna lie, but paper wise, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful matchup. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful matchup. You know, um, I would still kind of say I think my boy Rick, 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 Ricky will pull it out, um, just because he's the better boxer. You know what I'm saying, but um, it would be a good one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of want to see it just because, like, I want to give Rigo another chance, and at the same time, I want to see Frampton get some more names on his record. You know, because yeah. I, I think he, I think Frampton can kind of make it tough. You know, I think he can. You know, we've seen him get in the trenches a little bit. You know, and yeah, yeah, and he's like that. That that brawling style, he coming, you know, he coming forward and and, and pressing the action, you know, he got that all action style, yeah. you know. Rig- Rigging the eye would be, you know, More playing chess or whatever. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's a good way to look at it and a redemption fight for yeah. him because um, this can't be. He can't just go out like this, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he owe the fans. Mm-hmm. And let me say this too for Rigo. This will take me out of the negative with him <laughs> because you know that, that I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm still. You know, rating that that type of quit up there. You know, as far as you know, I don't respect it. You know, I don't respect that type of quit like that. That's what I'm saying. If he wants to redeem himself, this fight would take him out of the negative, and then we're gonna start from square one again, man. Because I, I, you know, honestly, yeah, I didn't like that quit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you brought his name up, it just. Yeah back to that place or whatever but anyway on, on paper that that would be that would be that would be that would be legit okay well let me wish you man let me take you out of that place now man let's talk about tank davis and jesus cuellar man all right let's go on the showtime car man dude well, what i say four rounds but shoot 
I was being nice. <laughs> Tank yeah. went in there, demolished him in three rounds, man. And I thought it was gonna be a headshot. He boy, he ripped that body. What would you think, man? What would you think of that fight? I mean, I just, I just thought it was a, it was a great performance by Tank. You know, he switched training camps. He was in Florida working with Cunningham, and um, it looked like it paid dividends in the fight. He seemed focused. He was very lean and, and shit. You know, normally he's got these fat cheeks. You can see his face was just lean and, you know, he was on point at the way in. Um, and it just, like like I say, it shows what, what a focus tank can do, but I just thought everything, eh, the defense, the, the jab, the counters, I mean, he was doing a lot of things in there and just making it look real easy. Um, of course, you know, Quayla wasn't a top 10 guy, <clears throat> but he was game. You know, he was in the fight. He was trying to mix it up. It wasn't, he wasn't to me, um, a centen- centeno, you know, but, uh, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was a really good fight, you know, really good fight. Good yeah. Ball. Um, tank, he, to me, tank was showing something that I wanted to, you know, I think we all wanted to see, you know, not just your, aggressive balls out punching you know that we wanted to see something where he was dictating the pace being mm-hmm. a little bit more educated just like you were saying he was um controlling that distance at times where you thought he was going to get hit like we were talking about this morning you know you thought he was getting hit but he was slipping the punches you know yeah, yeah telegraphing the punches man yeah it was, yeah. It, was it was it was amazing to see him really shine like that. But like I say, I mean, people can't forget Floyd Mayweather saw something in this kid and co-signed him. He, Floyd, don't give nobody their props. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, he saw something. Whether, whether we've seen it yet in the ring, I don't know. But Floyd saw something in this kid. And um, Saturday night, I saw a glimpse of it. You know what I mean? I saw a glimpse of it, what a focused tank can do. You know what I mean? But, um, it's a lot going on in his world, and that's the key thing. Focus. Can he can he keep that focus? At you know what I mean? Because to go to the top, he's going to need that focus. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about Brona in a minute, but yeah, like I was saying, like versus if you compare like Tank's concentration, just by his body language and his the way he was like you know really focused on his fight, you could tell he was just blacking everything out, and he was just focused on Quayar, you know. And I give Tank a lot of credit because, yeah, though Quayar was on that layoff, you know, Quayar had been stopped before this fight. He never came. Like I said, Abner Mars dropped him before, but he's never looked like this before, you know. Yeah. Get hurt from a body shot. What does that tell you about Tank's power, man? You know, Tank's power is real. It's there. It's there. It's there. And another thing, Ant, you know, he went – you know, made history that night. The youngest, you know, two-time world champion. So it's just, just a, it was just a real good night for Tank. You know, I mean, made people, his friends and family, and people from Baltimore proud of him. You know, Saturday night because we've seen people self-destruct. You know, what I'm saying, and and you know, we you, you just never know. So it's good to see him not only not self-destruct, but come back and look really good and really looks like he's taking the the, the, the the sport seriously. You know, even in his post-fight interview, you know, he said, I was a knucklehead. I wasn't listening. You know, he 
you know, was man enough to say, yeah, I, I, I was being, you know, I was wrong. So, um, like I, I said, think when he said that, I think he was being a little bit more sincere. You know, I think, yeah. you know, he ain't just saying, oh, I'm mature now and this. He, you know, he just said, I'm making mistakes. And, you know, from here, that's that's his road where he grows, you know. Absolutely. It's not about saying, oh, I'm done. I'm a changed man. You know, you'll change. Yeah, we never said that. And, and we know he's 23. We know the man got a whole bunch of mistakes still to make. He only 23. But just being realistic, saying that, yeah, I knew before I recognized that behavior, you know, Adrian Broner say, I, I ain't do nothing wrong. I ain't never do nothing wrong. He won't even admit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but like I say, man, you know, shout out to Tank. Congrats, man. That was, you know, a good, good, good fight, you know? Yeah, it was uh, definitely one of his highlight KOs to me. Like I said, you know, I love seeing somebody stop somebody to the body like that, man, and just, you know, break them down like that. Um, from here... He said that you know he wants to go go on to unify the uh, the division, and he is looking for you know that fight with Tevin Farmer now, man. So yeah. I'm kind of excited about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they threw Deb out there. That would be, I guess, a good belt to pick up. But you know, the Tevin Farmer would kind of be like the next hottest ticket, you know. Um, which is another dangerous fight for Tank. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he 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 got everything to lose. Having Farmer don't got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can't wait to break that one down because I'm still leaning towards tanking that one. But you know, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of factors that's going to ride with tanking that fight. But um, I mean, I ain't gonna count Tevin out. But you know, you know, I, I, I'm curious, you know, I'm excited to see what Tank will do in that one too, man. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely, definitely. Uh, interesting fight and it's going to be a good one. But I just, like I say, Tank has made it pretty much. Tevin Farmer trying to make it. So you got to deal with that, that, that hunger. You know what I mean? It's a lot of little factors in the fight too. And that, um, that make me, you know, add into like the danger factor for, you know, Tank too. You know what I mean? Tevin Farmer, you know, still trying to make it, you know, like when you're trying to make it, you hungry, you ready not to, you know what I'm saying? You coming with a intensity. Farmer, he's kind of on that B-hot road right yeah, now. Yeah, he's on that B-hot road. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, they just overturned that decision that he got because the guy, first of all, they robbed Tevin Farmer, but then the guy turned out being dirty. You know, I'm like, this dude is, is B-hot reincarnated, dude. You know, he's getting the worst run in the game. Yeah, because it's like he's doing all these, you know, amazing things in the ring, but then all of a sudden it's like it's get, it gets taken away from him. You know what I mean? It like gets taken away from him. That's what I'm saying. Like when he puts on performances like he did in his last fight and the way he's been evolving as far as his style, it's like what more can he do, you know? Right. What more can he do? That's why he's it's always like until he's, you know, I don't know, like when he reaches that certain age where you can't deny it and you got to appreciate it. Like he's on, he is on the road to being another B-hop, you know? Yeah. But it just sucks even the fact that <clears throat> they rectified the situation that it took months for it to happen. You know, it's water under the bridge now. You know, he wanted to be in the ring with the right decision being made and, and given the post-fight interview. That, I mean, all that's done now. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that means something whenever you hear it. You hear the verdict read. Right? You know, you hear that. Exactly. Exactly. Right again, but, like, later on, whenever you just get told that, it's already died down. Your high's gone, and you like, I'm on to this next fight now. So. It sucks, man. It sucks for Tevin Farmer, man. It sucks for him. 
it's but, just, man, but yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope he do get this fight though with Tank. You know, now, um, I think he has another fight coming up in the works. So hopefully, it leads to that fight. You know, and again, put them both. You know, put them both on the map. You know, because I think it'll be a good matchup though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I can see Tank shooting for that Billy did next. You know, like I say, pick up another strap. And then maybe, you know, him, him, him and Tevin can get it on. And after that, sky, sky's the limit, you know. Yeah, man. Shoot. Um, let's go on to this uh, middleweight fight, man. <laughs> Not much of a middleweight fight. It was one round longer than Khan's fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamal Charlo versus Hugo Centeno. Uh, again, I was being generous, man. I gave I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I thought he was going to last 12 rounds. Or maybe get stopped in like twelve, but Jamal Charlo, man, the power's real. Power's real at this weight. You know, it's his second fight at middleweight. Um I've seen you know, we've seen Hugo Centeno hurt before. You know, like I said, he's been stopped in the later rounds by what's his name? Seleski, but it, uh the way the, the way Jamal Charlo came at him, man, it was just no stopping him, man. You know, Jamal Charlo like I said in the last one, um, if Hugo was to get hit by one of them right hands, it's going to be lights out, you know? Yeah, that's what happened. So, um, I mean, to me, this was the least entertaining fight of the three. I mean, to me, it kind of just... Yeah, to me, because it was like a total mismatch. I mean, to be honest, looking at... Looking at Centeno, how you say it? Centeno or Centeno? Right? Uh, I say Centeno. Centeno. Mm-hmm. He didn't even look like he belonged in the in the ring with Charlo. He looked 154 pounds. Uh, he looked frail. He looked timid. He, you know, what I mean, the, 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 you know, people give other fighters flack for fighting those type of guys, but then other guys, you know, get to fight them. Pe- people say, you know. Question some of Terrence Crawford opponents. I ain't never really seen Crawford since he's been on TV and no and you know, buzzing to be in there with nobody who even looked like that dude. You know? Yeah, Victor Postal looked like him, but y'all the world thought Victor Postal was the next thing. And my man ran through him and exposed him or whatever. So I'm just saying, I mean, Charlo and them, him and him and his brother. I, I'm I'm thinking they decent fighters, and but I'm still not 100 percent sold on them because I need to really see them in there with with some bangers. I need to see the Ch- herd and Charlo. I need to see you know Jamal calling out Triple G. I mean Danny Jacobs is there. His name is Boo Boo is there. His name's for them to mix it up with too. And these guys are in the same realm. I mean Triple G on his way out. He 33, put 33 on his way out. Everybody want to fight him on his way out. I mean he the man to beat, but. It's some other good fights for these guys to be to be mixing it up, you know, amongst each other and seeing who's really the best at, 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 at these weight classes. You know, Charlo talking all this stuff, but it's like it ain't no names on it on his resume. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, 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 I kind of, you know, I agree. I partly agree with that because I do agree that um, I, I agree that he's more vocal than what his record speaks on. You know what I mean, like. The way he talks about his record, I know he he feels like, you know, he's the best, which you're supposed to be a confident, but I mean, like, there's still some names that he needs, you know, and like, hopefully this fight here, 
it was supposed to be a title eliminator to fight Triple G. Hopefully, it can lead to that fight. But um, beating somebody like Hugo Centeno, like like I said, going into the fight, I felt maybe he would have lasted a little bit longer since he'd been at you know middleweight a little bit longer. But um, I like the things you were saying, the physical frame and all of that, it kind of it it plays a factor into it because um, it it was just like the way he approached the fight. Um, Hugo Centeno was like. The same way he's approached the fights in the past, I feel like he had a lot of holes in his game. You know, like trying okay. to beat somebody like Charlo with your hands down is not good. You know, okay. And he was trying to do this, you know, slick boxing style with him, but and see, like for me, and too, I never seen him fight. So when I see this guy come in, he don't look like much, and mm-hmm. how he looked is the result of the fight. You know what I'm saying for me? See, you've seen him do different things and different fights, and you know, mm-hmm. go some rounds and get some work in. For me, just seeing this guy walk in the ring who don't look like he belong in there, and two rounds later, I was right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just kind of solidified that. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm I'm not trying like really downgrade the guy because I don't really know a lot about him, but just like from the naked eye, it looked like a, mis- a mismatch, dude. If somebody turned in to that fight and wasn't familiar with Charlo, they'd be like, who's this? But it looked like a guy... One guy looked the part, and the other guy definitely looked the knockout part. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good point, too, that you're making, because that's why it proves that you should always put 100% into every fight, because you never know who's watching, you know? Right. It might be somebody's first time seeing you, or it might be a manager seeing you for the first time, and then they're going to gauge you on that performance. They're going to gauge you on that. Now, like you say, what we always say, and you can lose and win at the same time. Now, has Centeno went in there and gave this dude a good – Eight, nine rounds, I'd have been like, yo, I mean, all right, he ain't look like much, but, you know, it was a couple of times he gave my dude the business. He, he'd have won some fans over with that, you know, because they right. look like, oh, you know, they judged the book by his cover. He didn't look like much, but he actually got in there and performed. But to look that way and get in there and really just get washed, it was just, it looked like he ain't belong in the ring. You know, that's why I say for me, that was the less, least entertaining fight of the three because – you know, like I say, the tank fight, at least, you know, Quaylaw was game. You know, he was in there, and, you know, something could have happened. He could have landed on tank, you know, something. But Centeno didn't look like he's – He wasn't hitting on nothing. Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't hitting on nothing. He right? wasn't hitting on nothing. Yeah, that's why I say I gave him those extra rounds because, yeah, just seeing him in the past, I thought, like I said, he would last it a little bit longer, you know. I thought he would last a little bit longer and use his feet or use some IQ a little bit more, but – use his IQ a little bit more, but it was like – um, it was like everything that you thought of him, <laughs> you know, what you thought, be <laughs> not what I thought. Cause it was like, I thought he would have been more game. Like look at his past fight. Okay. He's been an active, a little bit more active than somebody like Quay are. So I was like, okay, maybe he's going to give Charlo a good scrap. Maybe he's going to take him, take him into deep waters, you know, but it was like, as soon as Charlo jumped on him, you know, Charlo's poised, jumped on him. And just unloaded like three, four punches. It was like he crumbled in him, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is why I guess, you know, this was a good fight for Centeno to be in there so we could kind of put him on the scale because this shows you, well, he's been stopped before, like I said, but this kind of shows you where he stands against uh, somebody, you know, a rising champion. You know, I think somebody like that, Sergey Derevchenko, might do the same thing to him, you know? Well, let me ask you this too, and the, 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 the knockout, do you think he could have got up? 
Because he had to look to me like he was just like, no, fuck it. No, I don't, I don't think he could have got up. And, and that, that that's what kind of opened my eyes about him that night because the last time he got stopped, you know, he got caught, but, you know, it wasn't like a knockout like that. But the way he was laying there to, you know, last Saturday night, he was he, he was done. Yeah. You know, he was done because he wasn't fighting with the ref. Oh, where am I? Where am I? I could have kept going. Or, you know, he shook Charlo's hand. You know, he gave him the respect because he knew he was, you know, that was, that was real. Okay. Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he just said, you know what? I, this shit ain't. I'm done. Yeah, he was done because the left hook hit him. Then that right, whenever he dropped, and he was just laying like half out the ring. You just yeah. look in his eyes. It was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. He was done, man. But for Charlo, I think that, yeah, a lot of the antics and stuff they do out of the ring, I know they're trying to make it a little bit more entertaining and pull eyes on them. Me as a hardcore fan, I'm going to watch you anyway. You ain't really got to do all the talking to me, you know? How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about some of the things they, like, they do outside of the ring? And- I mean, you know, it's, 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 I mean, I just look at it like this, and it's, it's, it's not being backed up. Not being backed up, dude. You think so? No, it's not, it's not being backed up, man. I mean, Do you think it's it's, it's, it's oh, oh, okay because this is my thing? Okay, why didn't he turn down this Nintendo fight? When when they came to me and threw him in front of me, I'd have been like, man, I ain't fight, man. I'm a young lion. I, get me a name in here, not a body, a name. Why couldn't he do that? Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why are these guys not doing that? Why are they? Because if another guy do it, they'd be, oh man, he only fight bums. And then I'm not saying Centeno a bum, but he he. He, he Saturday night. He he validated that he's not on, on on that level by no means. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and to be honest, Charlo was throwing wild punches and like getting out of control. And it's like, I mean, this should have been an easy fight for you. That could have been a control knockout instead of you. You know, but I guess I don't know. He wanted to put on, you know, perform for people or whatever. But I'm thinking, okay, when you start getting in there with the Triple G's and the Canelos and the people you call out, you ain't gonna be able to do stuff like that, eh? You ain't gonna be able to do stuff like that. So, you know, I, I've been liking what I've seen so far from these guys. But okay, now it's time to really put some names on the resume so I can really say, oh, he knocked out Danny Jacobs. Oh, he did this. You know, I can't say that right now. You know what I mean? I can't say that right now. People want to hate on Floyd, but Floyd can say that. I I, I knocked out Diego Corrales. I knocked out Ricky Hatton. I've I beat this person. I've done that. You know, he got the names on his resume, and people want to give him flat. Y'all want to do that, you know, live that lifestyle that he doing, but don't have don't have the ammunition to do it, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, see, yeah, I see it about the same because it's like, that's what I'm saying, like, a lot of the fights you see or the the arguments or confrontations they pick they picking outside of the ring and you know the I'm you know, like I said, I like the way they hold itself as far as being confident, but like some of the words they saying as far as, you know, them being this big of a fighter, this great, you know, you destined for greatness, but you're not great now. You know what I mean? Like right. your your resume is nowhere near like a Danny Jacobs, you know? Like Danny Jacobs, of course, Danny Jacobs, he's got some losses. But as far as like what he's proven in the ring is what the way the way he holds himself, 
and the way he's performed, those are the factors that kind of those are the fa- factors that make a full package of a champion, you know. Absolutely. Because he we seen where he get where that, he can stand. Danny carries himself like a man, and they kind of carry themselves like boys. A lot of these other fighters carry themselves like boys. You know what I'm saying? Danny Jacobs, he ain't too much older than them guys, but mm-hmm. he carries himself like a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In and out the ring. When I see him, I look at him in a different way than I look at these guys because he's not doing what they're doing at. He ain't talking no junk. He ain't cussing. He ain't, you know, he don't got to do all that. He do it in the ring. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and he's fighting. To me, anybody they put in there with him, I don't know how easy it is for Danny Jacobs to get a fight, but he been in there with Triple G. You know what I'm saying? So you calling out Triple G, just, you know, maybe maybe, maybe a time will come. Maybe it won't. But like I say, I really just want to see, I'm really, really interested in seeing this Charlo and Hurt. This is going to be a fir- the first real gauge fight for these guys, and I'm, I'm excited about that one. I am. It's two you know, undefeated champions, young lines, same, you know, same era, new school of boxing. Let's let let let's let's get it let's get it popping that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get that one on. You know, Jamil, yeah. I think, yeah, that's the one Jamil gotta get. And like I said, hope you know, this fight for big, you know, one sixty Jamal, you know, one sixty Charles Jamal, this should lead to a, a Golovkin fight, you know. Something and, man. Um, I would take a Jacobs fight. You know, him and Jacobs actually exchanged a couple of words. You was talking smack. I, I would take that, eh? But you take yeah, that before Golovkin? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying either either one next because, you know, mm-hmm. if if I put my mind on the, on the Golovkin thing, it probably ain't going to happen because of some politics or whatever. But something like a, something like a Danny Jacobs seems like it would be easier to make, eh? To me. I think so. I think so too because, like, granted, you know, Jacobs he got to get past his opponent coming up next week. Yeah. Um, I think it could happen just because they, you know, they crossed paths already. But yeah, with the I said Golovkin because it's supposed to because it's you know a title eliminated. But we know oh. how that works, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's what I'm still saying. Like, because uh, Derbachenko, he's a mandatory also for Golovkin, but you know that's not happening yet. So we'll see about the politics with that. But before we move on to the last fight, I just want to say, yeah, with Charlo's, man, it's like, like I said, I respect him in the ring, but sometimes the antsy out of the ring, man, kind of makes you think some of the time they got them anger issues or something. And to me, you know, that, like I said, as hardcore fans, we just want to see what's in the ring. I don't care about all the antics and stuff, you know. Exactly. It doesn't really attract me to what's going on because, like I said, like I've said, it's the past and what we've seen you know, an actual punch in the face, that'll show how, how you really, how you really act as a man, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So you talk in somebody's face, you know, you run in and then you run your mouth or whatever, saying this and that. You could do it all day when you're in the ring and how you get punched in the face, that's going to really gauge me, you know, how I can, you know, put you on a scale or what kind of man you are. But, yeah, man. Before we move on here, uh, was there anything else you want to say about that one? Um, no, man. That, that, that's 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 pretty much it. Just like I say, looking forward to um some some big names on these uh, you know these guys in the ring with some big names um in the future. And yeah, man. Hopefully that happens, bro. Last topic we're gonna speak on is the, the main event: Adrian Broner versus Jesse Vargas. Um. 
like we were saying, man, going into this fight, Broner ain't nothing changed. You know, the chain, the trainer changed, but you know, the antics are still the same. Um, whether it's inside the ring, outside the ring, before the fight or after the fight, man, why is it you think people still are behind him, man? Like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, why is it you think they still continue to follow Broner, even though he comes up short? Um, and it's 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 interesting that you say that because like a lot of people had Adrian Broner, you know, seven five winning that fight, seven five seven rounds or five rounds. Um, I really it's hard it's really hard for me to see how they could come up with something like that. You know, I mean, if nothing else, he was outworked. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the draw. You know, I wasn't really feeling that, but I could, I could swallow that. But um, I don't know, Ant. It's 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 almost like um, I just heard somebody compare him to like Ric Flair or whatever. So it's like, I guess the entertainment value would see him. Like I say, they're not laughing with you; they're laughing at you. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I guess people still like the spectacle of it. You know what I'm saying? But. How long was how long is that gonna last, man? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. for me, I'm not even cool with the draw because the draw gave one card to Broner. One judge actually had Broner winning the card while the other two had it one fourteen, one fourteen, you right. know. So it was kinda like, what was the other judge looking at? You know, the absolutely, absolutely. And and like I say, I'm I'm not for the draw, but Adrian Broner definitely didn't win the fight. You know what I'm saying? There's it's, um, it's no way you can say that. I mean, like you say, the draw, I didn't even really feel that. I feel, you know, I feel 8-4 of August. But, I mean, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like we were saying before, it's like a ploy to keep, you know, him in the mix of things or whatever. I mean, a loss would have took him out of the mix. A draw keeps him in the mix. A win, y'all know that didn't happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I don't know, Ant. It's I guess you know. I mean, people just. I mean, well, you know, you watch World Star and stuff like that. People like antics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you know, when you go and look at it, like I'm not subscribed to whatever it is, World Star. But like from what I hear, it's got like over hundreds of millions of views. You know? Yeah. You yeah. know, as far as like. On the daily, it's like millions of people always posting, and I kind of think that's just the generation we in, you know, as far as when it comes to even the fighters, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like I say, I mean, not just World Star Facebook. I mean, you see, somebody posts a fight, it got a million views on it, you know, the, Instagram, the, all, all that stuff, you know, it it it, it 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 attracts attention. But you know, I mean, like I say, and for me, it's one thing attract the attention. We want you to attract the attention. And then when you get the attention, perform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't attract attention and then not really be performing that. And like I said before, like I said before, Adrian Broner, it was left up to him to make the statement in this fight. You know, Jesse Vargas didn't talk junk. He's not a junk talker. He just said, I'm ready. I'm training. I'm in shape. Boozy boo. You know, Adrian Broner, I'm a, I'm a you know, F this guy up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And he's the big name. You know, you you, you put ass in seats. So, you know, it, it, it was up to you to, uh, you know, press that fight and, and, and make a statement in that fight. 
you know, Vargas won some fans that night because he kind of did what he said. He just didn't win. You know, right. he didn't lose either, though. He didn't lose either, though. Yeah. So. And for, uh, like you were saying, like, yeah, it's, it was all on Broner to put on this performance that, you know, we haven't seen him do since 140, you know. And, like, I think even if they did give Broner a split decision in this fight, that wouldn't have impressed me. That wouldn't impress me, even if he did get the victory and it was a close fight, because like, like we said, he didn't do enough to win, but he didn't go in there to make the statement that he needed to make. You know, this wasn't the kind of fight he could just go in there and make some little, you know, skate by doing what he always do and expect the judges to give it to him. This was supposed to be a fight where he was going to try to close the show or prove that he was the better man, you know? And I think that this was to me. He, besides us, you know, the powers that be knew this was his last chance. So they they knew they couldn't give him that decision. So the best thing they could do to keep him in the thick of things is give him a draw. Yeah, you know? that, I mean, that's what I was saying. They couldn't put the blatant robbery on it. So they said a draw, you know. We can, we can, we, we, we can throw that in the mix, you know. Because when you look at the first half of the fight, like I said, man, um, Jesse Vargas, he started fast and mm-hmm. he, I say he won like four rounds to two or maybe five rounds to one at first half because he was just fighting with that urgency. You know, he was right. tearing that body up, man. He was just piling up points. And, you know, Broner, even with his new trainer, you know, his new trainer was saying the same thing we all said, you know, why aren't you letting your hands go? You know, right. why aren't you throwing these punches? You know, you need to start working. And it's kind of like he's too busy in there trying to emulate, you know, my was said, we always say emulate Floyd, but you know, there's a game plan to Floyd. Everything he's doing, you know, is more right. than just action, you know, it's it's what's in his mind. But like Boner thinks it's just all antics, you know, so he's trying to play up to the crowd while Jesse Vargas is in there working. And to me that kind of puts a bad look on the boxing world that you let antics trump hard work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because even in the second half, I'd say that Vargas, he didn't do the same amount of work, but I think he pulled out enough rounds because, like I was telling you before, I think that Broner, he was just trying to steal those last 30 seconds or last minute every round, whereas Jesse Vargas was kind of dictating the pace. He would try to come on in, like, the last two rounds, last few seconds every round in the second half. That was too far in between, you know? Like, them yeah. little punches he would land. Like, I've seen some people on Instagram post, like, some punches of him hitting Vargas. I was like, Vargas hit him with, like, twice that many punches, you know? Exactly. So, I'm like, where where do you, where do you see, it? like, a guy like Broder, like, stand right now with the draw? Like, do you think he's happy? I mean, we know he's not happy with that, but do you think he can just keep, you know, do you think he deserves this, like, the shine he's getting, even though he's bringing fans in, but not for the the, not for the reason we like the sport. Does that sit well with you? I mean, it definitely don't sit well with me, and, and it probably don't sit well with a lot of the hardcore fans. But you know, it's still about dollars and cents. I mean, whether they laughing at him or not, he makes X amount of, you know, he brings X amount of people to an arena. That's all they really care about at this point. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, giving him the draw, what's next for him? There's no easy fights out there, really. So it's just like, 
you know, no disrespect to a guy like Jesse Vargas, but Jesse Vargas wasn't a killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I mean, Jesse Vargas, he gave you all you could handle pretty much for 12 rounds. You didn't drop him. You didn't get him out of there. So, I mean, it, it don't really get no easier. You think? It's definitely not going to get easier for him because, yeah, like you said, like if you could just get a draw against Vargas or or let's say you did get a split decision against Vargas, like who else are you going to fight? Who else are you going to beat? You know, who else can we match you up against if you couldn't get past like, you know, the that second tier of welterweights, you know? Well, yeah. this wasn't even welterweight. This is 144, right? 144 catch weight on his call. On his call. And even then, he couldn't even really make that. Barely made, you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like if you're looking for another big fight with a guy like Errol Spencer or Keith Thurman, they're not going to come down to 144. You got to go up to 147 to fight these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you wanted to rematch with Porter, I know Porter wouldn't do it this time. It would have to be 147. So if you could barely beat. Uh, a welterweight at a catch weight. What makes you think you're gonna hang with the wel- real welterweights? You know, it's my thing. It's my thing, man. You know, I mean, and realistically speaking, I don't think he can make 147 no more. I mean, 140 no more. Eh? You know what I mean? You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying. You look at him and see, he kind of big. You know, what I'm saying thick neck. His upper body definitely kind of, you know, big. So. 140 probably is a thing of the past for him, but he know at 147, that's what them, that's what them great whites at. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, what is it about Broner you think that he don't want to be at 147? He, he you know, it seemed like he, he would have the power and the strength to be at that weight. Like, I could, it's two words. It's two words, eh? What's that? Marcos Madonna. Yeah. That sums it up why he don't want to be at 147 because he felt a guy, a real one for a, a, a big a 140 solid 147 pound power, and he that he ain't been the same fighter since after that fight, you know. And I mean, it was brutal. Yeah, and that's what I honestly believe. You know, he he fought Paulie at 147, and he fought Paulie at 147, but we know why. Yeah, and even then, no, still won a split decision at that. Still didn't yeah. win it convincingly. So we know why, but I, I honestly believe that one that made Marcos Madonna change the landscape in his career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the thing about his body frame and everything like that, I think it's good for 147. It's just his uh his focus and his IQ at that weight. It doesn't seem like he knows how to transition moving up to a bigger weight and use his defensive skills. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, he can't emulate somebody like Floyd because Floyd, when he moved up from 130, 135, to 140, 147, he was always evolving, you know? He was always evolving, bringing something different to the table. But it's like Broner, like, when he steps up to that that, that table, 147, it's like everything goes out the door. It's like he has to go back to 140, but then he can't make that. So it's like where where are you – Where's your head at in boxing? I'm gonna tell you. I mean, he 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 got to be like a lot of thoughts got to be going through his head. Cause think about it, Ant. 
Charlo Brothers getting praised. Tank getting praised. The guy he trained with. You know, uh, everybody else is getting accolades and, and, and praise. You know, Earl Spence, praise. You know, Terrence Crawford, praise. We, we, you're not really hearing his name in the mix of, of, of praise, eh? you know what I'm saying? And they, these guys are his peers. So so how would that make any person feel where all your peers are getting accolades and, you know, and I'm not, you know, but I'm cool. I'm slick. I got jewelry. I got cars and stuff, but I'm not really getting no, it got to be doing something to him mentally, you know, because all his peers are getting those accolades. And am I wrong? The Charlo brothers, everybody. But that's the thing, like, he he's already there compared to them. He's already there because he is the main event, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's in his own lane now where he shouldn't even be looking at these guys, but it's still but, like he is bickering with these guys when he should just be focused on getting his own self right. And, and the thing is, he, he he he's beyond those guys, but not because of skills or anything. He's beyond those guys because of the politics of the game, man. He, he, didn't, he didn't surpass these guys by working or being better than these guys. You right. know what I mean? That's I why that, yeah. you're not hearing his name in the mix of, oh, did you see Earl Spence last fight? Destroy the guy. Did you see the Charlo brothers? They getting knockouts. Did you see Tank last performance? Did you see Bud last performance? He just unified. The, you're not hearing his name in none of those conversations. Eh? You know what I mean? So so you think that the the fact that his skills still aren't like carrying him like it's carrying these guys, that's what's kind of – yeah, it gotta be. Yeah, yeah, that got that gotta play that gotta play into the psyche of a boxer. He is a boxer. They are getting accolades from their boxing skills. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess they are probably looking to him as like a big brother, but he ain't too much older than some of those guys. You know what I mean? So I mean yeah. it's not like you done in the game. You still really trying to get your big your big Defining fight to me. Right. So do you think it's like, let's say today, do you think it's like having a really crappy rapper with all the money in the world, but like he still can't match up to somebody like a, a Nas or somebody like that? You think that would still bug him a little bit that he couldn't rap like them? Okay, okay, you're a rapper. Uh, all the rap accolades are going to your peers. Oh, Oh, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, this, that, you know, even though you got money and you doing stuff, nobody is really um, complimenting you on your craft. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. That's what you do for a living. You know what I'm saying? It it, 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 got to feel good when you hear that. And when you don't hear it, it got to feel, I'm not saying it make you want to kill yourself or nothing, but I'm just saying, you know, he's hanging out with these guys. He rolling with Tank and Earl Spence and all these guys who getting the accolades. So how he feel when a crowd roll up, hey, Earl Spence roll up on the guys, you know, because after a while they're going to stop going to him because there's nothing to talk about, eh? You yeah. feel me? They're going to be tired of the rudeness and it ain't going to really be nothing to talk about. You know, they, you know, Spence's, these guys are on their trajectories up. He, he kind of at a standstill right now. What do you think? I mean, yeah, kind of the standstill with gravity working. With gravity working, you know what I'm saying. Well, he is because I mean, it's like you're saying, like whenever he stops talking about the money or you stop joking with him, what are you going to talk about with him? You know, I mean, maybe you know, like I said, I don't not disrespect him as a person. Maybe he's a nice guy off camera, but 
you you acting up on the camera. You, that's the way you want us to portray you. That's why I'm gonna go by. So it's like once he stops talking about whatever it is, what is it to talk about? Like like when you're looking at Crawford or Spence or Charlo, you kind of like discussing them their their path. You know, right now. Right. But like when you ask him, like, what way did you at? He don't even know. He probably would cuss you out, walk away. You know, exactly. For that's asking him something like that. But I mean, like, that's some part of the game that he won't even, you know, come to terms with if you interview him. It seems like, you know, if you like, you know, what do you think of the fight? Like what you could have did better? He won't admit that, you know, some fighters are great at their performance. Exactly. And the fighter uh, will we'll give us so, oh, that was a B minus. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll be quick to say that, you know, he didn't look good or something like that, man. So it's, and that's just part of the game and, and good sportsmanship and being a champion and, and, and out the ring, you know what I'm saying? Because looking at this fight, did all he could say was he won, but did he even say like what he did right or what he did wrong in this fight, Broner about Vargas? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he got the draw. He didn't win, but he definitely, you know, I heard him in the interview after the fight. He said, "Yeah, just like everybody said, hey, I let my hands go more." And I'm thinking, not really, not really, not really. You know what I'm saying? So I still don't. To me, it wasn't he didn't even really have a game plan, dude. Mm-mm. In the fight, he didn't. He was just winging it round by round, just doing stuff. But you know, Vargas had a game plan. He was sticking to his game plan. He was doing the same thing, working, 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 working. You know, so I don't know, Ant. I really, really like I told you earlier. I think that Vargas he could have really sealed the deal. They couldn't. Have, they couldn't have gave no draw if. I think he would have kept that same pace that he kept in the first half. Vargas. Yeah, like like I was telling you around around one, two, and three, he was kind of working too fast where I kind of felt he was kind of giving away too much. And then, like, if you notice, he kind of gassed out in the yeah. second half. I think he was still keeping a steady pace, but that was when he started getting marked up a little bit. You know, yeah. some of Bruno's punches marked him up. And, you know, yeah. I think that's kind of where everybody was trying to, give Broner the fight off a couple of markups, you know? So I think that was the only thing I would have said about Vargas's performance. But to me, being, you know, the hardcore fan and watching it, I still say it was yeah, eight rounds before for Vargas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it turned out to be an entertaining fight at the end of the day. Um, you know, but it's still like, I mean, what, what, what's next for you, AB? We can't say, oh, AB's back. Oh, AB look great. We can't, I mean, it's just still like, what's next? You know, and I, like I say, man, I'm, we ain't in the bash of nobody. We ain't been, we just being straight shooters. You know what I'm saying? Realistically, what's, what's next for you, AB? We would like to see you in the mix with them names, them buds, and the, the you know, the, the, the all these serious guys, you know, seeing how the styles will match up, but we know that ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? We know what ain't going to happen. Yeah, because that's the thing I always think about, Broner. It's like, yeah, you could bounce back and get one win here and there, but it's like whatever way you go to, are you going to really stick with it? You know, he's not really solid on his direction. You know, he needs some direction in the game. You know, it's like I think we were asking ourselves about that with Tank, but I think he's kind of finding his, you know, and thankfully he's younger. You know, he's finding it at this young age. Where owner, his boxing years are about done, man. Chances, all the chances you've been given, you know, that's that's kind of aging you faster. <clears throat> and um, 
as far as seeing a rematch to this fight, what do you think, man? You want to see a rematch? I mean, when the first time you asked me that, I was like, why is he, why not you per se, but like, why is this even a question like a rematch? But then I forget, it was a draw. So a draw is kind of like, I mean, the only right thing to do, I guess, is is a rematch when it's a draw, right? I mean. Most of the time or like, it don't always have to be because I remember that Jermaine Taylor and Winky Wright fight. I always wanted a rematch to that. It never happened, you know? Never but, happened. Um, I think in this case, it needs one kind of like Canelo and Triple G needed one. Um, which fight was closer to you that that you could have called a draw? I mean, of, of, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the Triple G and Canelo fight was a much closer fight and I and, and like I said, you know the draw was was definitely arguable, but not, you know, Canelo winning the fight. I mean it was they was trading back and forth. Canelo had spots, Triple G had spots, you know, it was it was never a one sided thing at no time really in that fight. The first half of this fight was like a one sided fight. Adrian Broner just had his guard up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the first half was definitely in the bag for Vargas. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, so that was a whole, it's a whole different, you know, it's, it's a whole different look. You know what I mean? It's not a matter of who did more. It's a matter of who did something. And you know what I'm saying? In yeah. The Canelo thing. It was like, all right, well, who did more? That's, you know, that is up for debate who saw what, but this fight is who did something and who did nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I mean, if you were, let's say if you were AB's shoes with that fight, I mean, you just fought somebody at Vargas and the way he was, you know, tearing their body up and stuff, you would feel like you got bested, wouldn't you? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's the best as I can see it because there were so many, like you said, Broner didn't really have a plan, but Vargas, you could see his plan. I mean, down to his movements. Like, there's, you know, every time Broner comes forward, he tries to do that little peekaboo. Yeah. And I, I started timing it. As soon as I started timing it, Vargas did. He he stepped forward, put it up. As soon as he puts it up, Vargas will shoot the jab through because he know it's not solid. You right. know, he's doing it. And as soon as he do it, you know, you got to let your hands go. But he just does it and poses. And right before he poses and gets it solid, he shoots his jab. So his hands just kind of like fly back. You know, they're not like in a solid position to actually yeah, fly. Yeah, it's just more of a ploy. It's not a solid thing. It's just a habit, something he's doing and bam. You know what I mean? You do that, you got to let go fast to kind of throw the guy off. But he was just doing it to do it. By the time he's doing it, you know, Vargas is landing. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's how good of a plan Vargas had on him, you know? Yeah. But his little plan at the end was just kind of stealing rounds. You yeah. Know, trying to steal them little. But just finally do something, man. Letting you Throwing some punches. It was some rounds. I mean, the punch count was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, Imagine if he did start throwing more combinations. Yeah, he would be more of a threat, you know? Yeah. But, but like I said, man, his mind just ain't in it, man. It's like everything he's doing outside of the ring kind of affects what he's doing in the ring, you know? I know he tries to act like, oh, whatever I'm doing out here ain't going to matter. You know, Saturday night, watch watch, watch what I'm going to do, you know? You know, like I say, you talk the talk, you got to walk the walk, and, and we really – we, I mean, anybody that got 
any type of half a boxing brain know that, you know, I mean, <laughs> if he was going to walk the walk, he'd have walked it. Yeah. Yeah. But for um yeah for for Vargas sake I'd like to see a rematch because it like we said it wasn't a bad fight it was a, it was an entertaining fight. Yeah, I mean, and and like I said before, and I mean, if if Vargas if it's something he won, he deserves a rematch. You know what I'm saying? But the flip side of it is, can he win against Broner? You know what I'm saying? I don't think he can knock Broner out. You know, I don't think he got the power to not Brona out. I mean, he went to the body like the first half of the fight and that still, you know, I, I just knew, I just knew he was done. I mean, I was like the body, he goes to the body. I know that shit is just draining him, but it didn't really, you know what I'm no. saying? I mean, not as bad as I thought it would. I'm sure, I'm sure he felt, I'm sure he felt that at AB. Definitely. He felt that body assault, but you know, had you had the Triple G power or just some, you know, a wealth in there with some power and going to the body. Now, if that was Earl Spencer going to the body like that, it might have been over in a couple rounds. Eh? It would have been over. It would have almost been like the, you know, Lamont Peterson fight. Because, I mean, you can only withstand them body shots for so long. And uh, Yeah. And he, it, I don't even got the Lamont Peterson yet. I don't think he would have made it as far as Lamont Peterson. You seen how Lamont Peterson was getting his body work in. Mm-hmm. He be doing nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just skimmed past that video like two days ago. That's what made me bring it up. You remember he was holding on, yeah, holding on, and you know he was hitting Bang. the ball. Yeah. So you see what he was doing and couldn't really ha- handle. I think, yeah, I don't think there's any type of. I don't think they do that in their camp. Broner does that in his camp. Uh. Uh-uh. Man, you fucking crazy. I ain't, <laughs> ain't hit me with no motherfucker ball. <laughs> <laughs> He do something crazy hitting him with stacks of money, but he ain't hitting him with that, you know. Shoot. Yeah. But um yeah. you know, I mean, at the end of the day too, man, I mean, we ain't really missing nothing. It's the the game is, is stacked right now, so you know, we ain't we ain't missing nothing. It's that's on you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the game is stacked, it's fights all day long, nice combinations, all kinds of combinations to the to, to make right now. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. For his sake, you know, he's just kind of letting the train pass him by because, you know, yeah, coming, you know, I mean, like fighters are going to keep coming. And a lot of these fighters, you know, they they say, hey, you know, that's him. We we moving on. I mean, like just like with Tank, you know, you train it with Tank, but Tank's his own man, you know. Right. You know, he took the best out of the training camp and we saw that. Yeah. And that was a very good point, too. Like just seeing the Tank is his own man. Tank could have. Ran off his energy, jumped in the six nine thing, and been stupid at the press conference. He, he just sat there, you know, and act like he has some sense, and then went and performed. Went and performed, you know what I mean? That's how you do it, eh? That's how you do it. I ain't got, I ain't got to act a fool at the press conference. You know what I'm saying? I'm acting fool in the ring. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like that. That's a statement you want to make. You know what I mean? Not loud at the press conference, and then in the ring. Not really backing up that talk or living up to that talk. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you clam up when it's time to get down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you put your hand, your mouth, your hands ain't catching up with your mouth. That's what it seemed like with him, man. So, right. but yeah, man. Like like I said, hopefully for Vargas to say he can get his rematch. But um, anything else you want to say on this one, man? No, that's that's all I really got. Aunt, you know. Like I said, it was just a nice, solid card. I mean, it was it was a decent card. 
Um, to me, I really, I really, I really, I, I, me personally, I'm a Tank fan, but I really think he stole the show with his performance, just really looked poised and, you know, good shape and was just out there looking amazing, man. Like the counters, the speed, you know, the head movement, you know, everything he was doing just looked really, really good and like he, like he wants to be something in the game, not just a name, you know what I'm saying? Well, not just the guy who signed the Floyd Mayweather. You know, he wants to be known as Javante Tank Davis. You know, right. so I, 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 I thought he 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 really um, showed some maturity in this fight, and it was it was a good solid win for him. Yeah. And like I say, he made history too, and you know, youngest two-time world champion in, in, in the history. So it was just it was all it was all, it was a good a great night for him, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I'll definitely say that was probably my the highlight of the card as far as uh, the win. I mean, I like the Charlie knockout too, but uh, just the way Tank presented himself after you know eight months out, and you know all the all the speculations going on outside of the ring, he was able to still put that together. You know, right, right. All training, the like I said, training alongside AB too. You know, it just shows you who took the best out of that training camp, man. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man. Before we wrap it up, just remind everybody that you know we can be in the house tomorrow at the Bull City Beatdown Card. Yes, uh, sir. 7 p.m. to 24th Street, Durham Armory. Uh, got the man main event, Donnie Marshall. Shout out to Donnie Marshall. He's gonna be headlining the card. Yes, sir. Got uh, Michael Williams Jr. Shout out to him and his uh, father. He's gonna be on the card also, man. But uh, yeah, before we wrap it up, uh, anything want to say, P? Um. No, like you said, we'd be in the building tomorrow. You know, shout out to you know all the fighters on the card. Um, and we just looking for a fun night tomorrow. Some good fights. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, like I always say, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And like always, my name is Ant. It's your boy, Boxing P. We're about to sign off. Peace. Later.